learning this in Shmuel Perik Design, the way that Dogu Melech describes David, and uh, we understand he wasn't trying to praise him, on the contrary, he was trying to arouse Shal's jealousy. That was the that was what had in mind, and that's why the piece of praise is really Lashon Hara. Now we asked yesterday the question that a lot of the a lot of the titles that he gives to David were things which uh, hadn't yet happened, and if we wouldn't he wasn't a novi he wouldn't have had a first-hand experience of that. At this stage, David was only occupation he had been the shepherd. He looked after his father's sheep. So why would he describe him as a giver when David had never done that? Which was a question. Perhaps that's the reason why Chazal explained the whole pasuk as a marshal, not literally. And they say that he was talking about the words in Hedrin, and the Gil on the says this whole pasuk was talking about David's ability in learning Torah. All the whole pasuk wasn't talking about his qualities as a warrior or as a soldier or the leader, rather it was talking about his qualities in Talmud And how does the Gemara explain it? The Gemara says like this. I'll go through the first the Gemara says, I'll go back and explain it afterwards. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Yedeya Nagain, Shedeya Disha. The Gibbar Chayel, Shedeya Lahashib. Yedeya Nagain, which never asks questions. Gibbar Chayel, you never answer questions. What's the reference Nagain to asking? We'll go back and explain word by word. I'm going to answer what the Gemara says. The Ishmael Chama is here. She can be like him in the Chantash of Torah. That he can explain his shetzer. So I was talking about David's ability as a Talmud Now what's interesting is the Gemara says that on every, on every single point that that Doeg said about David, the Gemara says Shal responded, Masan Yenistan is the same. Until he got to the last point, Vashem Imad. Vashem Imad is that Rafa's like him afterwards, and on that, Shal had nothing to say. And that's why the Gemara says, and that he was jealous of them. Now, it's a very unusual thing to say. Uh, firstly, why would that be the Shevach which he was presenting to Shal? That, uh, that David's prize and terror. And why? Well, well, it has nothing to do with what Shaw wanted. Exactly. It has nothing to do with Shaw wanted. It's somebody who could play music for him. And that's the first point. And the second point is, why has this got to do with the Hashem Imai? What's the, the, the connection between the words that he uses and the various uh, attributes of a time in that he was referring to? Just let's explain the Gemara. Just a side point, and that is, this is something we also don't know about Dara Melech's history. We know about Dara Melech as a shepherd, but we don't know about him as being a tremendous Lamin Hacham. And Daik describing him as a, as a, as a tremendous Lamin Hacham, which is something we don't know about David at this stage. I'm not saying it didn't happen, I'm just saying it's, it's a new way of looking at him. We just, you represent us until now as the youngest son who was with the sheep. Okay, so let's go back and let's look through the various titles that Zaya gives him and why it refers to that part of the Torah. Yedaya Nagin. Yedaya Nagin literally means he knows how to play music. Chazal explained that in Sanhedrin, Yedaya Nagin means Sheyedaya Nisham. He knows how to ask questions. He knows how to ask questions. And the question is, what's the question, the connection between being a Nagin, which is playing music, and being a Shail, which is uh, asking questions. Now, Gibar Chayil means he knows how to answer. 
why why is that a title of a gibber is able to answer? Why why is that appropriate? And we see three different kaiyas. There's one kaiyah that a person has to ask questions. There's another question that a person has had to answer questions. Another dafka a person has both of these qualities. You could have a person who's a shayel, you have a person who's a meshir. Doesn't have to be a shayel and meshir always goes together. Uh, what's the difference between the shayel and the meshir? You're not going to get paid for only one, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference between the shayel and the meshir? What's the difference between the kayak of asking questions and the kayak of answering questions? Okay, so maybe this is a little bit off topic for explaining the nash. It's something I always talk about in Yeshiva, like if I had a halimut, what's the way to ask questions? Uh, everyone wants to be able to ask a good question. But where do you think of the question from? Uh, how do you explain the question? Like, how, how do questions come to you? How do questions come to you? So, the best answer to that is not using this chazal. Using this chazal. And let's give the martial chazal gift to explain exactly the kayak of being able to be shown, to ask questions. If you're playing music, if you're playing music, so there's a certain rhythm, there's a certain melody, there's a certain continuation as something's meant to progress. If something's off, it doesn't fit, it like jars, it doesn't work with everything else, you're going to pick it up straight away. And the more a person is a koyach in music, the more they're going to hear that. That note was flat, that note was wrong, it didn't fit with the rhythm, it was out of tune, it was offbeat. And therefore, you're there now again, a person that understands music can hear if things are symmetrical, if things work, if there's a tempo, if there's a rhythm, if everything fits the way it's meant to. It harmonizes or it doesn't, it jars, it's a discord. And you're going to pick it up. The, the, the more a person has a skill in music, the more they can pick up what's not good music because they can hear where it's wrong. Now, that's exactly the kayak of your edition. In other words, if a person has a sense for understanding Torah, then things fit. So, what the Gemara says here, what's the Gemara already? And with, with the way that the, 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 the Gemara builds the Sugya and asks the question, everything makes sense, it's what you, you would expect to happen. Everything works the way it's meant to work. And then you have something which doesn't fit. It doesn't work with the mahalach of how the Gemara is meant to work. Or it doesn't work with ideas you have from somewhere else. Or it doesn't work with shitasi with the person saying it. It's, and then in the nigun of the Torah, which means in the rhythm of how things are meant to work, it, it doesn't. That's the question. That's the question. You ask, where do people come to questions from? It's partial. It's the, it's the lack of symmetry. It's the lack of, of what we call the shitasi, where things don't work together. And when something jars, it doesn't fit into the pattern we want it to, or where we understand it to work, so we have a question, why is it like that? Now, if a person hasn't yet gotten used to that style, so they're not going to have a question, so they don't understand what's wrong. They don't understand what doesn't fit. But let's say we will be keen in shas. And that's how we know that when the Gemara approaches a, a certain circuit, it always goes the same technique, what we ask and how to ask them, the way the Gemara builds a circuit. Now, if I'm one it's different. That disturbs us. Why is the Gemara doing different to what it always does? If we didn't know anything else, it wouldn't disturb us. We have, we aren't used to the rhythm. But once you're used to the way that the sugi works, once you're used to the way that Rashi explains things, this doesn't fit as Rashi says it. It's doesn't, doesn't, not input. Or sometimes you get used to the shit of another rishon. Uh, whatever it's going to be, it, it doesn't fit. And then the, the more, the clearer, the, so to speak, the more we're used to the regular tune of, I don't mean tune as a song, I mean the regular flow of how things work in the Torah, and when something stand, doesn't work, with it, it doesn't fit in, that's when you have the question. And you may look, the, the kayak of asking questions is a day nagging. Just like by music, the, the ability of harmony is the ability to understand music. The yedeh nishal is the person who can also pick up a harmony in Torah. And when something doesn't work with that, it goes against the rules. It goes against the, 
the way that the thing normally goes, so then that's when you come to a question. And that and that comes to a person just from spending time in the Gemara itself. And spending time, not just spending time in the Gemara, but picking up a feel for how Gemara is meant to work. I'm just going to Gemara as an example. That's something about halacha. If we have a certain mahalach in how we understand halacha, even a certain mahalach in how we pass in halacha, and we know that, for example, we can take it for granted that there is machlokes between the end of the Magen Avraham and the Bach, so we can expect the Chayyim Adam and Shabbat and Rachel Shachmos to pass in the Magen Avraham, and at one time they don't, so it doesn't work. What happened? It's just an example of the same lack of symmetry in what we expect, mm-hmm. and therefore the, the person who knows the nigun is the person who's going to find the questions, and that's the first way. In Torah, it's there again, Shadeh Things don't fit, and you may that's why I find I find the question. It doesn't, and the, 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 there's a skill in this. And the more used to, a person is used to learning, the more they're going to pick it up. We could do and time between out big things, even in small things. Sometimes the Gemara's description, an extra word, an extra point in the story, an extra detail. Why was that necessary? It doesn't fit into what the Gemara was trying to say. So why the Gemara have to go that tell us an extra detail of information? It's a question. But it's only a question where the person feels that there's something incongruous about it. It doesn't, so to speak, it doesn't work the way that normally Gemara works. So that's the first Kayach, the Torah Melechet, he was Yedea Lishal, and the Gemara calls that, that's Yedea Menagin. Now the second point is, we give a chai. And that the Gemara says, you need to answer. Again, finally, you have to answer. So what's the Kayach, that's the Kayach of asking questions. What's the Kayach of answering? In other words, it's in a way that there's already a certain kayak that a person has, that you can pick up what's different, what doesn't fit in, what uh, seems to be pointing to something underlying in the soga, or the Gemara, or the Halach, whatever it's going to be, and then that's the addition. But now you have a good child. How do you look to find the answer? How do you look to find the answer? So, once again, this is like this to talk about the Halimut for a minute. Uh, just to explain why that why Gibber Chayel is the way to answer questions. You know, they always say that uh, in yeshivas, there's like a special effort to try and answer Rukhiyagas Tarekhians. Now, Rukhiyagas, we know, was a genius. So, does that mean that most times people attempt an answer for Rukhiyagas? No, the question is, so why didn't he answer it? So, I don't know how much that's a question, because I don't think Rukhiyagas was trying to answer. He was trying to ask. The point of the Galeonis wasn't his tradition. It wasn't his Shabbos. The point of the Gemara was to point out the questions. And he was just being, referencing the question. It doesn't mean he couldn't have thought of an answer for it. So that was, that was the Adair Nagin. He's trying to show you. Like, notice there's a question over here. If he, would have, uh, if he would have given an answer himself, I think exactly the opposite. People wouldn't have tried so much to try and answer Rikivega's questions because they would have thought they had their own answers. It's definitely here because uh, he leaves as a question that pushes people to think. But, okay, so that's the Kayach of bringing up a question. What's the Kayach you need to answer a question? What's the Kayach you need to answer a question? So, the, and why is it called in Russian of the Gemara, Gibber Chai? There's two basic ways to answer a question. Uh, I'm saying in other words, the Baisa Levi, it's a very famous quote of his. That he was talking about the difference between his Derech Halimud and his son of Chaim Rizk's Derech Halimud. Between the way he learns yeah. and the way his son of Chaim learns. And he said, the difference between us is that when people come to ask me a question, so I think about it, it's a good question. So I have to think and give them a good answer. So you're both happy. It's a good question, a good answer. 
So when someone calls, comes to speak to Reb Chaim, and then he asks him a good question. Reb Chaim explains to him why the question was never a question. Uh, the Hainu. What, what, what's the, what is he trying to say? So like tomorrow, right? Like a harem and... Uh... It's similar to that, but let's explain a little bit what he meant over here. And then there's, there's two ways that I can answer the question. The one is I can prove why the question was, was a mistake. It wasn't a question. In other words, it was a false comparison or the, the Hanukkah which you based the question on was wrong or the, the assumption which you asked on wasn't the right assumption. And it's not just a question of a mistake, like, like stupid mistakes. Very often the Gemara does that. The Gemara says, Kosovar, this never asked a question. And we're going to show you that what you were Kosovar, what you thought was wrong, so there's no basis for the question. So we didn't really answer the question, we just took it apart. It means it wasn't a question. You don't need to be a Gebra Chayat for that. You just need to examine closely what's the question based on. Are all the facts which you're building the question on airtight, or is, uh, is there a point in the structure of the, in the construction of the question which isn't such a good argument? Mm-hmm. And you made it, the whole thing falls apart because the, the, the comparison wasn't a good comparison, or the assumption wasn't a good assumption. Like I said, the Gemara itself often does that. And to answer a question like that, which the best answer which Rukhain would do, you try the question while you're, you're making a mistake. The question doesn't start, it's two different contexts. So then, it's not answering the question, it's destroying the question. The question was never, make card was never a question. Like I said, you don't have to be a chayat with it. The, to answer a question which needs the koyach of a person can answer means that a person has to be able to mechadish. Because the question is a good question. So it's not that there's a mistake. The question tak is a question. So now we have to come to something new. And once again, we'll take a cue from the Gemara. When the Gemara does that, the Gemara pulls the question. The Gemara can't argue with the question. The Gemara is always going to come with a chadish. Sometimes it's a chiddush in the hechitim, sometimes it's a chiddush in the din. But the only way to answer a question which we don't, we can't argue with, is to mechadish something. Now, to mechadish need to be a gibel chay. Why? So this is again, I'm quoting the briskarov. But the briskarov says that to think of answers is very easy. But to make sure that what you're saying is right, you know, there's nothing against what you're saying, needs a lot of work. The gibel chay, the, the person who's strong. Is a person who can say something original, but he knows enough to check that what he's saying makes sense. There's nothing obviously wrong with it. There's no serious to what he's saying. And that's the correct answer. The correct answer is we, we can't argue with the question. We have to add a new something new to the Havana. So a person can do that and with, with enough confidence that he's not, he's not saying something which is wrong. That's the correct of answering. How to answer a question. Um, Once again, the best, uh, best example, this is the Gemara. Most of this, when the Gemara asks the question, and the Gemara can't argue the question, either it's going to bring the Gemara with a new Amara who added the Chedesh, or the Gemara is going to say, Ella, and, say and change the case or change the Hechitimsi because it's, we can only answer it by Mimichadish by something we didn't have before. And like I said, the Koyach to do that is a Gibor Chai. Okay, so that's the second Koyach uh, of. Uh, learning. Eshmulchama is you know how to fight the Muhammad Torah. That's very easy to understand. Uh, it's just like the Gemara says about the Moshe Davin for the Shevet Yehuda. Shemar Shem Kol Yehuda, and the same thing. Yod of Rabba that you're able to fight the Muhammad Torah, and that means to bring proofs. The Muhammad Torah is rise. And so again, the Gemara says in Kiddush. The Gemara says that uh, that is it was because of the Sefer Muhammad Hashem. Muhammad Hashem is in Afir Abu Banai, Rabbi Talmudai, as they're arguing about uh, the learning Torah, it becomes like a Milchama, Man Hashem to understand the Torah. 
And what's the milchama bet? What do you fight in the bet? You fight to prove something. And therefore the, the arguments are, but can you prove what you're saying? Do you have a right for it? Can you argue with my rise? So the person that can be related with Muhammad Shultara is a person who can use the Torah to prove his point. Uh, he knows enough to to bring rise to what he's saying. That's his point. So that's not a specific kayak, it's really just how much you know against how much against uh, how much the other person knows. Right. And I can use what I know to say is it can I prove anything from it or not? We have the same words by Right, so when Hashem is the Ishmael Chama, it's not talking about Torah, it's talking about we're going to battle, but it's, it's, it's yeah. The, why I use that word Ish with Milchama? And Ish is a sign of someone who's strong. So Hashem is the Ishmael Chama, I mean, he's strong in battle. So when you're talking in the context of Torah, of course, we're talking about a warrior, it's a so Ishmael Chama means a person who's strong in war. But if we're talking about learning Torah, so then a person who's strong in fighting, in fighting in Torah, which means you can, how do you fight in Torah? You prove what you're saying. You 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 show up. What you're saying is right. When the vine davar, this is something which is always talked about in Torah with the kolbina, or it says to maybe davar mitnech davar. That's no chiddush. That's a, a, a obvious skill in learning, which means to be able to understand one thing from something else. And uh, once again, the gemara is full of this, and that is the gemara brings a principle in one place, and the gemara. Now, knowing the principle, we'll use it for a different place to show the same idea. I think everyone's learning different sectors, so it's hard to think of which sectors to find examples from. But, like, again, this is something you have all over Shas. For example, um, uh, the best examples, they're at the beginning of Zachim. The beginning of Zachim, uh, the Gemara says that if a person is the wrong machshava by a carbon, then it makes a carbon possible. But if a person thought he was bringing uh, animals, some regular animal shafting it, and it was really a carbon, so then the machshava of chulin doesn't pass in the carbon. So now the Gemara comes with a, a principle that mina machriba lav mina lay machriba, which means something which is similar. In other words, carbon to carbon, the one will destroy the other one. Whereas lav mina, something which is not the same like at all, lay machriba. Okay. Gemara is a principle. The Gemara has a question. What's the halacha by getting? If a person writes a get for a different lady, so it's lav mina. That's Mina, I mean, another lady is Mina. One is a person who wants to get for a guy. That's love Mina, because a guy can't get a get. And you see that it's a possible get, what's the difference? Now, we would never have thought of, and the Gemara asked another question, that you see what's, what's considered a chatzitza by Picheres Fetumah. Now, I'm going to get into the whole sugya, but the Gemara is going to completely different parts of Shas, completely different halachas, and bring them as a contradiction. Why? Because it's not a contradiction on the halacha, it's a contradiction on the Bina, on the Havana which comes out of the halacha. The halach teaches you a principle, right? Why is a, why is a, so why what, don't you see in a different case that the principle is different? Why is not just there? That's not a direct contradiction. It's, it's maybe government takeover. It's understanding from the halach a certain principle. Why doesn't the same thing apply somewhere else? For example, the item is learning. It's a time in the Russian prayer. The halach is that if I have a key. And my clean is broken. I can't use it. There's a dime. But if I find something to, to take something to plug it up, now it's is not true. Okay, it's going to use a dime. The loch is by a shaifar. If there's a crack in the shaifar, a hole in the shaifar, it's possible. If I, if I fill it up with something, it's still possible. What's the difference? So now it's not a, it's, it's a, it's not a question on exactly on the same topic. 
It's a question of understanding the, the lambdas which comes out of the one. And why it's different the lambdas comes out of the other one. So over here, the idea is a kli is a kli. I don't care what you make it out of. So at the end of the day, it's, it's not losing water. It's still a kli. My shayik and the shayfer is only a shayfer. It's made out of a horn of an animal. Rega flagged up with something else. So it's not just a shayfer. I see, it's possible. That's that. That's uh, so I'm, well, everything I just put is a gemara. Now that's an example of maybe in davar which means looking for different things to understand underlying principles and then seeing if they work together or not. Again, it's a skill on Torah. The ishtayar. Ishtayar is literally a man of presence, but the gemara says that he can be nicely punished by lacha, and that means he can explain himself. And this is a different skill. And uh, something which people often forget in trying to prove a point in the Torah or build a chabur, whatever it's going to be. And that is, is one kayak of bringing rise, of being an ish mulchama, and proving, proving what you're saying is right. But now, what's the story? What's the logic? Well, how does it make sense? What's, what's the reason why it should be like that? That's another kayak, the aspara. And aspara is a kayak which needs also a certain skill in learning how to explain something. And that's uh, what we call ish tayak. A person who is a person that can give tire, can give his form, we can give understanding to what he's trying to say. They always said this about Jabarak Bay. He said it about himself. That the Ikah Amul and Tayra is how well you can explain something. And then he said about himself that you got to search again and again because it was a Tesefus Hesper and it came out with the extra way to explain it. And that's, that's a Kayach in Tayra also. And you can see this. Without making say choosing someone by name, but you'll see some of Hashim. They can prove their point. They were not surprised. But you have to thinking, I understand the rise, but what's the reason? You never gave a haspara for that. Why? And sometimes you have a question, they have a craft to explain, to understand exactly why, they, why they're saying what they're saying, where it's coming from. It, it, it's Mishyash You understand it much better. It makes more sense because it's better explained. That's another craft And that is the Ishtaya. And now the last one. But doesn't, doesn't that come from the level of understanding that the person has? I always remember the line that they used to say, if was is felt in Hasvar is felt in Havana. Yes, but it's not a Havana of proof, it's a Havana of understanding. Right. In other words, there are yeah. things I can prove to you because I can bring your eyes, but I can't explain why. Because it is like that yeah. because I can show it is like that, but why is like that? I don't know why it's like that. So the impression that don't explain themselves as well as the others, that means that they don't. They had less of a, they had less of a, or less of a, or less of a, or less of a, or So like the Mogan of Ram. Either that was obvious, or that didn't, they weren't oymed in explaining that. The Magabram is not a good rhyme because Magabram doesn't, doesn't do any of these things. He's Mkatsir very, very much, he yeah. just says what he holds. But he doesn't go into where he got it from or why he says it or the whole thing. That's Bashita? That's definitely not felt in his Havana. It's Bashita because he doesn't go through any of these steps. Mashaik and the Shach, as an example. Yeah. Now, there's a very big difference between the Shach and Yeridaya and the Shach and Khashim Mishmat. I don't know why it's like that, it's the same person, but I think the reason was because he wrote Hoshim Mishpat during the years of Tachvatat, so he had less time, he was on the run. But if you look at the Shach in Yeridah, everything is explained. And there are pages, the Shach is a long time trying to explain to you, and makes it where you got it from and why he's saying it, and he, he, it's, it's very logical, you can't really argue with Shachs. When he tries to explain something by Rechus, it, it's, it's very strong his arguments, and normally pass in that game. When it comes to Hoshim Mishpat, Ayin here, ayin here, ayin here, that's the halach. Very bekitzer, and it's mostly just proofs. There's much less aspara. Not always, but usually. There's much less aspara. Again, it could be the conditions you write, and I don't know. 
But you see the difference between when someone's explaining something to you, when someone's <coughs> proving something to you, but not explaining. And what's it's the sheet of understand. What's the sheet of being Makatsu? Like the going? The coin wasn't writing for you, it was writing for him. It was what? The wasn't writing as a safer to be understood by everyone else. He was retiring for himself everything where he came from. It's his Hagos, the Rotan. It was for himself. It was like for his own. It was his Hagos. Hagos is the person's annotations in the, in the Gemara. Uh-huh. And then the Goyen tries to explain that like in Mishnah, so then he writes much more. Yeah. He explains. Uh-huh. And the Goyen wrote himself. It's his own Hagos. Uh-huh. So you have to try and understand what he was trying to say for himself, but he wasn't trying to explain it to you. You say the Rosh Hashanah had that since Teresh Bapesh and Rosh be written down, so everything is Islam, so you can only write what's really necessary. Right, and if you have Rosh Hashanah, you'll see that. Al Rosh Hashanah is just. You know the words that he's saying because everything's Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. Okay, so anyway, so the Kayak called Ish Tayar, which means the Kayak to explain. The Kayak to explain. And the first everything, especially if you're not going to talk in Halakh, you're going to talk in Yalim Akshab or whatever it is. Things like that. So then the Kayak Haspara makes a big difference. It's how well you explain something. That's also a Kayak. Now, in all those things, with the, what we could say, with David trying to tell Shaul, look what Maya David has. So Shaul said, Yenis is the same. He says he didn't talk about himself. He said, My son Yenis, he could do the same. The last point, Hashem Imai. Hashem Imai, on that the Gemara says, Shalach HaKamaisa. And now this is a special Kayak. And that's a Nitya Dishmai. Because as much as a person can ask and answer and explain and argue and bring eyes and whatever, all the points you said until now, somebody else could do the same. So now, who's going to be a was right? And it's not necessarily the, the person who has a, a sharp argument or the person who has a big chiddush or whatever it's going to be. This is a yisai. Vashem Himoy is that there's a certain siyata dishma in Havi Pascha. It's something to remember because very often, we know, we have Mechlegus in between, Rishonim, Mechlegus, Paiskim, wherever it's going to be, and the Mass, we, we pass on that coin. Not necessarily because he was the bigger genius, or the bigger Tamil Chacham, or knew more than the other one. The Psaq Aracha is the din of Hashem Yimoy. Is that Hashem, who Hashem wants guys to pass on that? And sometimes these things change from door to door. It's interesting. And sometimes it's, uh, whatever reason, the person is that. Wherever he passed, and that became. I'm sorry, the accepted Psach and Klai We can only, we attribute it to, there's nothing else to say. For example, Kiyadur, in Litter, the primary Halacha said 100 years ago was Aracha Shulchan. Everyone had Aracha Shulchan. The Mishnah Borough, hardly people knew about Was it out yet? Even after the few first years after it was out. Primarily, people in Darach Hashulchan. And Darach Hashulchan was out for longer, or was it about the same time? Not much before. Not much before. After the war, Darach Hashulchan is a good reference book in the library. Mishnabura is everywhere. Yeah, Mishnabura is everywhere. Everything Mishnabura. What changed? Is the seventh year of Israel? And whatever is Chosin Lachavitz Chaim had, that became the same for Mishnabura. And something about other story before that. We can give examples of equal Achronim in every way. But for some reason, some of them, that, that became the halacha, and except that everything they say, that's what we do. And some of them, it's, uh, it's a survey we can learn, but we don't pass them like that. I mean, examples. Uh, for example, the Prima Garden. The Prima Garden, interestingly enough, wasn't a rough. Wasn't a rough. 
he was a tremendous Lamechachim. There was a very wealthy man in Berlin who had a huge library, and he used to pray that Primogarim would sit and learn in his library. So Primogarim sat and learned and wrote in his library all day. But the Primogarim became Halachim. As opposed to other people who were Chosheb were upon him at the time, such as the Bach, Zerah of Risk, and people like that. So that's an example of Halacha Kamaisa. There's a certain set of Ishmael that Hashem wants to pass on it. And that you can't necessarily say, well, if I'm a big fan of it's gonna, I'm going to be the one. It doesn't happen like that. And uh, that, that was something which Shal had to concede he didn't have. He didn't have. That was, and that was uh, why he was jealous, because Hashem Imai was at the, that the that the Hachra was always like David, whenever it would be, was a raya that Kilo uh, said the Shmaya that he was missing. And uh, we see the same thing by Yehuda. When the Moshe Dhamma for Yehuda, Yehuda Rabba, the Ezin Yitzaratiya, Ezin Yitzaratiya, the Gemara says in Makkah, explaining that what the Moshe Dhamma for, that she, she could be, we should be Mas'asik, Shmaya Tzadibu Dhamma. That doesn't just mean that he'll, he'll read the Shlachan Arachav, the Sobe Gemara. It means that what he says will be halacha. will be able to come out with that, with that he should actually be that should be halacha. And that's an extra level. In science of the learning, there's a certain level of, of siyata dishmaya that a person kind of gets that uh, what he says is that's what's accepted. Uh, that's the, the way the Gemara explains the, the Doyeg's description of David. And then there will be something which will speak to Shaul too. Because uh, that would make, if the idea was to make Shaul jealous, that would, make, that would also do the job of making Shal jealous. Obviously, like we said before, that's not the Pashup Shat. Maybe it was a second intention. The Pashup Shat was Shal was looking for someone who could play music. And yeah, he was talking about David as a good candidate and someone who could play music. And uh, But nevertheless, all the extra things he threw in, which would also make Shal jealous, was because this is all Daig was trying to calculate as to turn Shal against David.